When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we're into extra time. Kia ora and welcome to this week's edition of Extra Time, I'm Clay Wilson. After last Friday's horrific events in Christchurch, sport has understandably taken something of a back seat during the past week. But in New Zealand, and definitely in the Canterbury region, sport has connections with many parts of society. Conversation soon began, and continues, about the name carried by the region's most well-known sports team. Critics have raised concerns over the use of a name they say is offensive to the Muslim faith. The Crusaders rugby franchise say they understand why concerns have been raised and are vowing to consider change, but at a later and more appropriate date. The Crusaders are the world's most successful professional club rugby team, having snared nine Super Rugby titles, including the last two. Joining me now to discuss the situation are from Christchurch, senior sports reporter with Stuff and the Press, Tony Smith, and in the Auckland studio, an associate dean and senior lecturer in history at the University of Auckland, Dr Lindsay Diggleman. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Clay. Morning, Clay. Thank you both for joining me. Lindsay, I want to start with you because I think, like probably a lot of others, the first thing that came to my mind when I heard about the situation and people being um, concerned about the name of the Crusaders last week was why exactly the offence was being taken in relation to what had happened. So I guess, can you maybe give us a bit of background about why people have become offended and concerned in the first place about the name? Certainly, yeah. And let me say, first of all, that that uh, I think the Crusaders find themselves in a, in a difficult position from through no fault of their own, of, of course, and um, they've been just as uh, shocked and horrified by the events of uh, last week as, as we all have, understandably. I think that the, the name, however, is something that um, does bear um, a little bit of thinking about. Even though it's come into sharp focus in the last few days, I think some people have raised concerns for a while. I've certainly uh, raised some issues in, in previous uh, forums about whether it's a, an appropriate name to have. But I do think that we need to consider that it came to being 23, 24 years ago when professional rugby first started and times have changed since then. So just very briefly on the on the historical background and some of the reasons for why this might cause offence, what does the name Crusaders actually mean? Where does it come from? What does the term crusade mean? And part of the issue is around the fact that just the word crusade can be a very positive one in Western culture in general. So you think about a crusade, we use it all the time. You can have a, a crusade for uh, health, for example, a crusade against poverty. So it's got that, that very sort of positive connotation. But if you go back to the origins of the word, um, right back in the Middle Ages during the religious wars between Christianity and Islam, it's much more about a deliberate, aggressive, violent military campaign uh, which started in the late 11th century and carried on through the 12th and 13th century, called by the Pope, the Catholic Pope at the time, uh, in order to take back lands held by Islam, which had emerged in the 7th century and then uh, was at its height through the 11th and 12th centuries, and in particular to take back Jerusalem, which was the city that was holy to, to both Islam and Christianity, as well as to Judaism. 
And so the, the popes at the time waged or got Christian armies to wage this sort of very aggressive war in which religion and military violence were at the centre of it and in which people taking part in those wars were promised spiritual rewards. If you go in this war and fight and you die, you'll go straight to heaven. You've got a sort of free pass to heaven. So some of the issues uh, there, if we look at them in um, the context of the origins of the word crusader, and the word just comes from, from the Latin and French words that means, mean cross, so it was to take the cross, to fight on behalf of Christianity in a way um, that was directed specifically against usually Muslim targets, though some others as well. Uh, and when you think about that, you, you might say, OK, it was a long time ago. Sure it was. But if you think of the origins of the word, then it's clearly um, going to be difficult to um, see how people of Muslim faith, people in the Islamic community, could see that in any positive sort of way. And that's something I think we still need to take into account. Yeah, you can certainly see how some people are concerned about it. Tony, coming to you, as someone who's been part of the Canterbury community for so long, what was your reaction to hearing the concerns about the name? And is, is it something you ever thought about prior to these shootings occurring? Well, Clay, it was something I thought about and had a little bit of unease around, particularly around the uh, the, the imagery and the symbolism of the, the, the horses, you know, the chainmail bedecked riders, the sword being plunged into the turf. Uh, but I was also conscious that the name was really kind of foisted on, on, on the Crusaders by the New Zealand Rugby Union. They, they decided all the names at the outset of Super Rugby. And I don't think at that time there was any any thought uppermost in anyone's mind that it would be linked to the um, to the to the Crusades. So it was a it, it was a marketing construct as much as anything. It, it, the Crusade has no you know the, the name Crusaders has no connection to the top of the South Island, which you know you know um, sort of hosts the franchise. So uh, yeah, I don't I, and I've never heard in. in over 20 years of covering the Crusaders, I've never heard a Crusaders player or coach linked to the Crusades. Um, however, I, I, I totally take you know the, the, the point that's just been um, made about how for, for somebody uh, of the of, of the Muslim faith that it would be deeply concerning. And, and the demographics of New Zealand, and, and including the, the South Island, have changed dramatically in that 23, 24 years. And the events of last Friday have now changed everything forever in terms of um, you know, our thinking and and how we respond as Cantabrians. And, and it's been instructive, really, to see how many people who are died in the wall rugby supporters are now, are now saying, well, yes, maybe there needs to be a change. Even people who, when it was first mooted a few days ago, were, were, were opposed can now see, they've listened to the debate and they can now see that, yes, yeah, it may have to be changed. Um, and mm. and and there is there is a, a lot of respect for the Crusaders' uh, uh, approach in the, in the sense that uh, you know they want to consult the Muslim community at the right time, and, and clearly it's not the right time. Mm. You know, uh, you know they're, they're still very much grieving, you know, preparing farewells, through, you know, through funerals, and uh, but you know I think that's that, that's a major leap forward for uh, for. Yeah, rugby officialdom, which has tended to be a very conservative environment, uh, mm. and they've been you know, hugely respectful, and that came through in the uh, CEO's comments and also the the, the video uh, with Sam Whitelock, uh, Scott Robertson, and uh, Kieran Reid. Yeah, I guess most people would agree they're probably 
taken a reasonably sensible and uh, appropriate approach to it. You, you mentioned you touched on there about the Crusaders fans, and that was something I wanted to bring up because um, rugby fans in New Zealand are passionate, but particularly in Crusaders country, you guys are very passionate rugby fans. But it sounds like you're hearing that a lot of died on the wall fans uh, are thinking that perhaps it is time to consider a change. Yes, yeah, and. Uh... Yeah, I think that you know people have listened to the, to the debate, uh, and people are very mindful uh, of you know of respecting the you know the Muslim community. So it's, this this is an issue of perception. In, in many ways, it doesn't really matter what you know rugby fans think. The most important people here are uh, you know are the Muslim people, and and their response. So you know, if they are at all uneasy about the name, then you know there almost inevitably has to be a change. Uh, yeah, that's the most important thing. And, and I think people are slowly sort of, you know, getting their heads around that. And, you know, we, we ran a uh, story the other day inviting people to, you know, suggest alternate names and, and, you know, some quite, you know, positive and constructive names have come forward. But, you know, some people are saying, you know, name change, no way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've, got a, I've got a friend who I'd regard as almost you know, the Crusaders' greatest fan. And he, he was... He was you know, absolutely opposed when it was first suggested, mm-hmm. but he's now saying, "Okay, yep, maybe, maybe there has to be a change." And and you know, is now thinking about you know what could be an alternative, because if there is a change, it, it, it won't take away the the legacy of those teams over those years. You know, the nine title winning teams and what they've achieved, uh, but it is. You know, it, it's reflective of the time we're at now. I think that's absolutely right, Tony. I think that there's nothing wrong with celebrating uh, the achievements that the Crusaders have had over the years and sort of almost like retiring the jersey, retiring the name in a way and, and putting that to bed and moving on to, to a new era. And I think it's really interesting what you say about how some of the perceptions are starting to change. It's only been a week. You know, this is not going to be resolved in a week or a month. This is going to take a bit longer, and that's absolutely appropriate. Now's not the time to be making final decisions, but I think it's really good that uh, people are thinking about it, that that people are coming up with alternative suggestions. And the other point I wanted to make is you, I've only found out just in the last few days following this story how the Crusaders' name was sort of imposed from the centre, if you like. I had no idea that was the case. Uh, and think how much the world has changed. I've, I was talking about history from almost a 1,000 years ago, but think how much the world's changed even in the last 23, 24 years since Super Rugby started and the Crusaders' name uh, was born, that 96, we hadn't even got to the September 11 attacks yet. That's really when things started to change so much, 2001, when that, that view of, of the Islamic world and the sort of hostility between the West and Islam started to, to come into uh, our consciousness, I guess. So you're thinking of, of a time when the name was put together before even that had happened and everything that's happened since. And, and, and things change over time. Perceptions change, social realities change, um, expectations change. So uh, sometimes you've got to acknowledge that and move on, and, and, which is not, not to blame uh, those who gave for the, the name of Crusaders in the first place. As I say, it was a different time and uh, we weren't thinking along these lines. But, but as, as the realities change, uh, you have to think about, um, about maybe it's not appropriate anymore. My staff colleague Richard Nola the other day wrote a story with the you know, quoting the original chairman of the Crusaders, Donald Stewart, mm. who you know, who had some disquiet at the time, but the name was imposed from the from the central body. The Zealand mm. Rugby mm. yeah. set up a, I think I call it the Inter- interprovincial competition commission, uh, and and the the logos and the uh, marketing um, you 
know, was was actually devised by an American multinational company. Oh wow! So, yeah. You know, it's uh, really uh, is, it, is it reflective uh, of, of now? And, and you know, I, I, like I said, I've never heard a crusader say, you know, in comparison to the crusade. Mm. Um, uh, most of them probably perhaps weren't, weren't, you know, more aware of rugby history than, than international history. But you know, it's uh, it, it's still. You know, it's still something that must be addressed now in, in today's context, not what was appropriate 24 years ago. Yeah. Tony, I want to come to you in terms of moving forward and what may happen. And there's various suggestions. Obviously, some people out there don't want the name to change. A lot of people do. But there's also some um, variations in between perhaps keep the name, drop the imagery, like you said, the sword, the horseman, the knights, that sort of thing. Do you think that would be plausible, or do you think it's just the, the name has to go altogether? I, I think that's going to be largely driven by the response from the uh, Muslim community when, when the Crusaders speak to them. Um, you know, uh, but I, but I would I, I would suspect that most people are reconciled to the um, to the imagery going. I mean, uh, it, it really is kind of totally inappropriate now. Um, it, it, it always was, but even more so now. I don't know. There may be some way of retaining the horses, but in, but, but certainly not the way that the riders are dressed now. And, uh, well, it's possible I, to change I, I that pretty quickly, I suppose, isn't it? You could think about you know, we're not going to change the name immediately, but you could move towards uh, changing some of the, the sort of rituals that have grown up uh, pre-game. Yeah, and take so an on incremental before. approach. Yeah, to, yeah, that, yeah. That, might be that a way would be a massive overt show of respect, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, that, that, that could be done for the next home game. Mm. And, and really, I, I've always had a. Bit of an issue with um, rugby being compared to war at any level. Um, it's not a sport. It's I mean, it's a physical sport. It's a combative sport. But you know, there's a massive, massive difference. And, and um, yeah, so I, I think that change could be made immediately, and it and that would that would be. Would be, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've wondered for quite some time. You know, long before the events of last Friday when I've been thinking about this topic, why the, the name Crusade? As you say, it was a sort of a marking decision, absolutely. But but what were they thinking about when using that term in the first place? And all I've been able to come up with was perhaps, because there's no sort of clear or obvious link to the, to the Canterbury or South Island region, as you say, what sort of values was that name meant to instil in people? And, and maybe it's, it's things like... Um, uh, sort of brotherhood and uh, sacrifice for a common cause and courage and bravery and all that stuff, and and that's there, uh, but it sort of neglected that other more more negative or difficult side uh, of the associations with the name too. But uh, you know, I'm not sure, Tony, if you have any ideas why why the name was chosen. But that's that's uh, the sort of impression I got on on why it might have come about in the first place. Well, if it was an American marketing company, it sounds very much for marketing style mm-hmm. reasons. And I guess if you look at the way the Crusaders have been marketed and. And, you know, they've really um, made the most of, the, the, I guess, the Crusaders type of thing with, mm. like, as we mentioned, all the imagery and yeah. the horsemen and those sorts of things. The, obviously, that was the main consideration in terms of the name at the time. Yeah. Tony, yeah. is that what you would take from it? Yeah, I, well, I, I've actually been wondering the last few days whether it was sort of uh, entirely alliterative. That, you know, when mm. I mean, really, when you think about most of the most of the names in the New Zealand franchise, there's no kind of tangible link to the to the kind of region with the possible exception of the Highlanders. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, let's just call it Canterbury because that's what people wanted initially was just call us Canterbury. Mm. But again, time's moved on. You know, the the current Crusaders side is, comprises a lot of players from Tasman. And mm. in, the last, mm. in the last decade, Tasman have become a uh, an NPC force, you know. So 
it, it, it wouldn't be appropriate to call it Canterbury. Uh, so mm. it's a, it's a challenge for people people coming up with a new name. But I hope it's a um, a locally derived name rather than than an imposed one. And I, I suspect it would be. Yeah. Lindsay, I want to come to you on the historical examples of this. And Tony, I know you've done some work on this, so feel free to jump in. But in terms of uh, sports teams changing their names mm, historically, mm, mm. what are some examples of that? And, and I guess how have those played out? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I'm interested in this just as a sort of a uh, a sports fan uh, on an amateur basis. But, uh, of course, this isn't without precedent at all for teams to change their names. And the one that sprang to mind immediately for me was uh, in the NBA with the Washington Bullets and uh, changed the name about 20-odd years ago now to the Washington Wizards. And, and that was driven very much, if I remember correctly, by concern over the glorification of gun violence in American cities and in Washington, D.C. in that case. And so that was one that, that came around and has been, uh, I think, accepted and and people have moved on. Some of the more difficult ones, interestingly, in, in the States are those ones around Native American names. I mean, I, I just seeing that some of these debates are ongoing around the Washington Redskins, the Cleveland Indians baseball franchise, um, I see they've just decided to change their logo, which when you look at it, um, the Indians logo has been around forever, but you know, it's, it's really pretty demeaning to Native Americans. It's sort of a cartoon caricature. And I think that side of the debate is is very much alive. Of course, these are franchises with, with long, long histories, much longer than the Crusaders. People are very attached to them. Fans are attached to them, and they don't want to change. But again, uh, times move on. What might have been seen as playful or harmless or uh, really without controversy 50 years ago or 100 years ago when some of these franchises started, it's, it's no longer the case yeah, Tony, would you see those historical examples as a sign that it is possible here, especially as Lindsay refers to there, some of those teams have far, far longer histories than the Crusaders have? Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, uh, you know, I'm a baseball fan. It's, it surprised me that the, you know, the Indians have taken as long as they have to, to drop that logo. Mm, mm. Uh, so, you know, so credit to the Crusaders because you know, they're, they're, they're contemplating something that uh, you know, in, in relation to an event that happened a week ago, mm, mm. Um, but in, in the US they have a history anyway of, of teams changing changing names because they they, they change cities. And uh, mm, mm. I mean, Stephen Adams, Oklahoma City Thunder, started out in Seattle as the as the Supersonics, you know? mm. and, and I think they still revere they still revere the players from that Supersonics era. You know, so yeah. same thing can happen here. You know, it's not going to negate the achievements of the Todd Blackadders and Revan Thorns and. Andrew Mertens of the past. It's a reflection of where we are now, and as I as I keep saying to people, particularly um, you know a couple of people I know overseas, you know, who, are, who are sort of Cantabrians in exile, if you like, the landscape has completely changed, and, and we have to react to what's happening, you know, what's right now. Hmm. Yeah, it's something that Lindsay and I actually spoke about before we came on here is actually people, I think, don't perhaps realise how quickly you can actually get used to a new name. The example we'll give us uh, Victor Arena and, and Spark Arena, you know, was a name that when Spark Arena first started, it seemed very odd and that it would never stick. And six months later or 12 months later, you wouldn't know any difference. So I think people perhaps just need to understand that these things take a little bit of time and, and that over time you would be able to get used to a new name. Just to, to finish up both, I guess, looking forward what would you see happening from here and, and how do you see this playing out going forward? Lindsay, I'll, I'll start with you. Well, I do hope that the fans of the region can have a lot of input into this. I, I would, uh, and from what Tony's saying, this is already starting to gain a bit of momentum, but I would hope that there could be the opportunity for fans in the Crusaders, what's currently the Crusaders region, to put forth suggestions for a new 
name for the franchise, maybe um, they give them a, a little while to do that, um, winnow it down to the best 10 or 20 or something like that, and then maybe have some sort of poll. And I was thinking back to the, the sort of flag debate a couple of years ago where, where OK, in the end we ended up keeping the same flag, and I, I don't think that that would be an option here to keep the same name. But the public were able to put in contributions to that, and everyone got behind it and, and, and put in um, different versions, and people debated the, the merits of them. So I would hope that it was very much based on what people in the region contributed. And, and then in the end, we would get uh, a name that would have much more support and basis in the community than the Crusaders did in the first place, as we've said. So I hope that's um, a, a possible way forward. I, I'd agree with uh, Lindsay's summation there. It, ha- it has to be uh, people-driven, if you like. It has to be um, you know, a lot a lot of uh, input. That input, I... I, I believe would have to extend right across the uh, you know the, the franchise region. Um, so you know again, it, it, it can't just be a Canterbury team. But I, I think as a first step, there is you know as a mark of respect, the you know the imagery should you know you know should go, mm-hmm. um, and maybe be replaced by initially a. Um, I don't know, march past of junior rugby players or something like that. You know, mm. something that's kind of you know very very inclusive, and um, that could be done. You know, from the next home game mm. in a couple of weeks' time. Right. You know, so, mm. um, but there has to be some. The Crusaders are saying all the right things, but there mm. probably has mm. to be some you know tangible action now too. And uh, I mean, I do know some people who, who say, well, you know, the Crusaders should just make the decision, but. I think you know they're doing the right thing in terms of you know, respect. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, very much in consultation and everything else. So it's pretty hard to see if that next home game's in a couple of weeks. It's pretty hard to see the the, the guys on horseback riding up and down the sideline, isn't it? It's, it's uh, yeah, it sort of would seem so out of place now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, and that's that's a that's an easy change um, to make, as you yeah. say. I'm sure there'll be some other marks of respect. Uh, um, and, and I also would agree that the Crusaders are uh, going about this the right way from what we can see, just following it in the press too, which is great. Brilliant. I mean, it's clearly a sensitive topic, and I thank you guys for for coming on and and giving your thoughts. I guess we'll watch with interest how it all plays out over the next couple of weeks. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Extra Time. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch up with you next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So... Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.